to another episode of my podcast. Um, quickly, before we start, I just want to shout out a couple of my upcoming tour dates. I'm going to be headlining the Irvine Improv on August 5th. I'm going to... These are all headlining shows, by the way. <laughs> Boston on the 10th and 11th of August. Washington, D.C. the 12th through the 15th of August at the Comedy Loft. I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities on August 19th. And then I'll be in Chicago, Illinois at Zanies the 20th through 22nd of August. And then in October, I'll be in Texas. And in November, I'll be in Texas. So stay tuned for more of that. Um, you can go to AllieMakofsky.com slash shows to buy tickets and see if I'll be anywhere else. Very excited. I'm very excited. I went to San Diego this past week. I did some shows. I, um, I do not like San Diego. Like, I do, but I have a weird resentment toward San Diego because I dropped out of college there. And the problem I have with San Diego is that I went to college that wasn't really in San Diego. It's almost like saying that I grew up in L.A., even though I grew up in Long Beach. Like, technically, Long Beach is part of L.A. County, but it's not like the L.A. that you think of. That's kind of what it was like when I went to school in San Diego. I went to Cal State San Marcos, which is like... I mean, it's like, it's country. There's like people and horses, people whose like main form of transportation is horses. There's like dirt roads. It was just weird vibes. Cal State San Marcos was weird vibes. I also was just like drinking so much and like had no real life out there. So it just felt weird. And so now I just associate San Diego with like doing Molly at a pool party on campus and like not good Molly either. It was like Molly that I wrapped in toilet paper and dry swallowed. I mean, it was good, but like it wasn't good, you know? It's not like Vegas pool party Molly. This is like, who's making it? Where does it come from? Is it laced with meth? And you know, if I got it in San Diego, most likely because I went to do two shows. I was headlining both of the shows. But it wasn't like... Here's the thing with comedy. If you don't know much about comedy, it's very weird, you know? Especially at my level, where I'm at, there's, like, this weird thing where... Um, it's like, I, I don't want to sound too Hollywood, but I have an agent who books me my headlining shows. So, like, Chicago, um, Washington, D.C., all of those shows are booked through my agent. It's not like me reaching out to clubs being like, please let me headline. You know, it's through my agent. And so I know that it's all taken care of. I know what I'm going to walk away. Well, I don't quite know, but like, I know that I'm going to be taken care of. The shows in San Diego were shows that I just booked myself. It was through a friend. My friend Alex, he's great. He lives in San Diego. Alex Paragnia. He's so nice. He runs great shows out there too, but he does stand up and I've known him for a while. So anytime he hits me up to, you know, do one of his shows, I always say, yeah, because I think he's just so sweet and nice and I adore him. So he hit me up about a show and I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then... This other guy hit me up, this guy Daniel, he hit me up to do his show the day after. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'll make like, you know, a little trip out of it. Because like with comedy, so often it's like you just kind of go, you stay at the hotel that the club has provided for you. And it's not like a fancy hotel. I think a lot of people think like 
being a comedian is similar to like being a rock star where you're like on a big tour bus and you're going to the city and you're staying at the nice hotel and like you're doing drugs in the green room at the comedy show. Like it's very much not like that. I hate to break the illusion. That's what I thought. I totally thought that like comedians were rock stars. And granted some are, but it's not the same. Like with music, you could be at my comedy level with music and have that experience. Because I feel like there's way more money in music. There's way more demand for music. People like comedy, but it's not as like listened to the way that music is. Like music is streamed constantly. Comedy is like a special occasion type of thing. Like it's a nighttime activity. It's typically a weekend activity. I mean, people go during the weekdays, but you know what I mean? Like music is morning, afternoon, night, no matter where you are, there's, you know, there's like, there's music for funerals. There's music for sleeping. There's no like comedy for funerals or sleeping. So it's just not as, um, there's not as much like, money and like rock star-ish things with comedy and so you know when I get put up in these hotels by the comedy club it's like in a very specific part of town where the club is and typically the comedy club isn't in like the heart of the city sometimes it is but sometimes most of the time it's not in like if you were to visit you know, Seattle or something. Say you wanted to go on vacation to Seattle. You're probably not going to be, like, looking for hotels near where the comedy club is. And so then when I'm doing shows on the road, like, I'm at this hotel that's kind of far from the city. So it's like, do I want to spend $100 on an Uber trip to get to the city to look around for a couple hours and then have to Uber back so I can, like, nap, chill, write, get ready for the show? No. So I was like, you know what, San Diego, it's close enough to home. I'll get my own hotel for it. And it'll just be like a fun, chill, little two nights of shows. And so I get down there. I booked a hotel on Hotels Tonight, which is the best. It's so easy. This isn't an ad for them. That would be sick. I should hit them up. I like Hotels Tonight, though. Vegas, we did not use Hotels Tonight, and that was a mistake. San Diego, I said, I'm going to get on Hotels Tonight. I'll book the hotel myself. That way, if something goes wrong, I can blame myself and not be mad at anyone else. And so I got the hotel on Hotels Tonight. I thought there was a pool. I fucked up. There was zero pool. But there was a large baggie of meth on the floor. So, you know, you don't get a pool, but you get some free drugs. San Diego, big meth problem massive. And I knew because, you know, I've seen a lot of cocaine in my day. I've seen enough to know if something is coke or not. I picked up the baggie, which I didn't even think about. I just picked it up and looked at it. And then I was like, oh shit, my handprints are on this baggie of illegal drugs. But I got enough time to look at it to know that was not white girl. That was meth girl. So... I didn't know what to do. That's a real conundrum when you find a bag of... A full bag. It looked like someone had just bought it. And it must have fallen out of their pocket or something. It was a fresh bag. And it was on the floor. It blended in perfectly with the floor. The the pattern of the carpet. It matched so perfectly. It was camouflaged. But I caught it. My, My sober brain was like, I know where the drugs are. So I found it, I picked it up, my handprints were on it, and then I had the issue of, do I go to the hotel lobby and say, hey, I found some meth if anyone happens to be looking for it, or 
do I do I hold on to it because I don't want to get caught with my handprint on a bag of meth? Put it in my suitcase or something? But then I was like, I don't want to be traveling San Diego to LA. Sometimes on the freeway, they stop you thinking you might be carrying illegal immigrants, but I'm only carrying illegal drugs. And then I was like, do I just throw it away? I called my dad because he knows what to do with drugs. I'm surprised you didn't say you should just bring it to my house. That would be kind of a Larry thing to do. But he said I should throw it away because I put it on the floor thinking if I dropped meth, I would want to find it. I would be looking for it. So I put it back on the floor somewhere a little bit more obvious. But like I said, it blended in so well with the carpet. It was hard to really make it obvious. And then the next day it was still there and I told my dad and he was like, you should put that so either throw it away, but there were no trash cans in this hotel. It was so bizarre. I couldn't find a trash can and I don't want to throw it away in my hotel room. So there were no trash cans. I didn't want to like go down the elevator holding the drugs to find a trash can, you know, so I just put on this little raise thing by the ice machine. So if anyone in San Diego is looking for their meth, it's on the eighth floor of the Moxie Hotel by the ice machine near room 818. Um, so if, if you like meth, if you're looking for it, that's where it is. I hope you find it. I'm not selling. I don't want people to think I'm selling or anything. I hope it's gone at this point. But yeah, I booked a meth hotel. The hotel was nice though, you know, it was nice. It wasn't like, it wasn't like gross meth. It looked like nice meth. So that's good. You know, it looked like some wealthy people meth. And it was really cute. It felt like a really fancy, like, hostel almost. Like, just because the rooms were small. Like, our room was small, but it, but it was designed really nice. It looked like the inside of an Ace Hotel, which is a very nice hotel. I accidentally stayed at an Ace Hotel once. The first time I went to London, I used... Oh, yes. Okay. So, the first time I went to London... I had tried to get sober before this, but I wasn't really trying to get sober. I was just like, I crashed my car. And so I was trying to be sober long enough for people to think I was doing better. And before I had tried to get sober, I had bought a one-way flight to London, kind of taking shots. I was taking shots at my aunt's house. I was living at my aunt's house at the time. I was taking shots in my bedroom because I thought that's what adults did. And then I booked a one-way flight to London because that's also what adults do. They drink Jack Daniels at their aunt's house they're living at and book a flight to London. And I had money to book this flight because I had just totaled my second car that was brand new. And so I got all of the money back for what it was worth. I didn't know that when you total a car... This is a good tip. If you have a brand new car that you actually hate, if you total it and you have good insurance, you'll get all the money back for that car. And then you can just use that money buy a different car. Hot tip. So I totaled my second car. The first car I totaled, I got the money back. I got the same car, but in the color white because I figured if it was a white car, everyone would see it and it would never get hit. So I got it in white. 28 days after I get it, I crashed it. And so then I got all the money back and they were also like, oh, by the way, you cannot be on our insurance anymore. So I was like, I don't need a car. I'll go to London where I can drink and take the tube. So I booked my flight and I was like, after that, that's when I realized I needed to stop drinking. And then I was, I I didn't drink for like three months. 
And I got to London. I was I was like, I'm going to live here. I'm 20 years old or 19. I can drink here. I can do comedy here. I can live here. And I didn't realize that you have to get a visa before you go if you want to live there. So I found that out a couple days before the trip. So it ended up being a three-week getaway, essentially. I thought if I went there and found a job, then I could get a visa. No. So anyway, I get to London. I'm there for like a week. Then I go to Berlin. I'm there for like a week. Then I go to Paris. I'm there for a couple days. Then I go back to London. When I get back to London, I'm staying at this hostel. But my last night in Europe, the hostel was booked out. I had nowhere to stay. And I only, I only, like I didn't travel outside of London further than like a mile radius of the hostel. Like I couldn't be bothered to figure out how the trains work. I couldn't be bothered to like look for cool things to do on my own. Like I pretty much just kind of like wandered around in circles around the hostel and then at night went out to the bars in the area. I remember my second time going back to London when I was like actually sober, I was like, whoa, there's so much to the city that I never saw and got to experience because I was so fucked up. So my last night there, I'm a drunk mess and the hostel was booked up. And so I stayed, I looked up hotels near me and the closest one, I went purely for convenience. The closest one was the Ace Hotel and I already knew it was an expensive hotel. So I was like, oh, I hope it's not that expensive. When I get there, they're like, oh, it'll be 200 pounds for the night. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. I can do 200 pounds. And then I got the receipt the next day, right before my flight, 200 pounds equals roughly $400 at the time. And that was all I had left. I had maybe like $500 left in my bank account. So when I got home, I was fucked. That was rough. But it was such a beautiful hotel. You want to know the most, the craziest part about that? I'm such a whore for men and attention. There was a guy at the hostel and I let him come to the, to the hotel to use the shower and stuff. I didn't know this guy. But I was like, he's cute. He can come. It was so gross. It was so gross. I even offered to let him stay the night. And he even had enough boundaries to be like, no, I'm fine. And I just like, I went into the hotel. I got the room. He was with me. And then he like went to the shower. Oh, what a nightmare. I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. It's so embarrassing. Oh, woof. But yeah, the, the Moxie Hotel... Also, my boyfriend is here, so he just heard that story for the first time. I mean, there's worse stories from that trip. I, so, I was staying at the... Ho- this is a way worse story. Are you ready? Okay. So, I was staying at this hostel. And, you know, I'm traveling alone. This was a cool hostel. It's called, like, the Alphabet Hostel. It's in Shoreditch. Or maybe... It's, yeah, I think it's called the Alphabet. It's in a cool area. Um... But I was staying there and I get in and I got like a two, four, I got a six person room. So it's just me and five strangers. So I checked in, I go to the room and it's completely empty. So I'm like, oh my God, how lucky would I be if I just got this whole room to myself? There's three sets of bunk beds. Um, So I take the top bunk next to the door and I take a nap. I'm tired. I just got in. So I take a nap. 
I think I have the whole place to myself. All of a sudden, I hear some noises come into the bedroom. And what do you know? It's five Australians on vacation. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen at the end of this story, boyfriend? Uh, you you hooked up with one, if not two of them. Okay, one if not two. I like that. That's nice. That's respectful. I did. You're right. I didn't hook up with all five of them. Although I probably would have. Good. You know, I definitely would have. However, I um I went out with all these Australians. I quickly made myself friends with them. Um and we went out to all these bars. Australian people party like no other person, no other nationality. They show up everywhere. They're like lice. When I was working at the comedy store, there would always be like Australian tourists looking for coke, looking for orgies, threesomes. That's actually how I crashed my car the first time. The first time I totaled it, there were these Australian guys that I met at the comedy store and they were staying at the Banana Bungalow Hostel in LA. And they invited me over to their place. And so I'm driving over there. I'm speeding over. I can't wait. I I see a perfect parking spot right in front of the hostel. So I make an illegal U-turn. My car gets totaled. This lady ran into me. But it was totally my fault because the U-turn was illegal. My car gets totaled. The airbags go off. Paramedics come. My car is in the middle of the street. It's not moving. My ears are ringing. If you've ever been in a car accident, you know that it's like you just hear the because there's so much like you're just all shaken up I have this big giant welt on my forehead my sister I tell my sister my sister's like oh I'm gonna pick you up like I can't believe you just got in a car accident and I was like oh no like you don't need to pick it up I'm gonna meet my friends right now anyways I was gonna go to this hostel to hang out with these Australian dudes with a giant welt on my head after totaling my car Completely sober. I was 100% sober. But I was drunk on the dick. I was drunk on the dick. And you want to hear the best part about this? There's two banana bungalow hostels. I went to the wrong one. I wasn't even at the right one. So that was, yeah. So anyway, these five Australians, I go out, party with them. We get a bottle of um, Jaeger. That's how I knew I had a problem. Because up until this trip... I had been sober for three months, thinking that it sucked. I didn't need to be sober. When you're drinking Jaeger in London and when you're doing Jaeger bombs in Paris, it's like, maybe start with wine. Start with rosé. Start with a Chardonnay. I went straight to Jaeger bombs. Oh, and there was another Australian in Paris at the hostel. Ooh... Does it gross you out? No. No. Do I love hearing it? No. No. Yeah. I don't like it. If it makes you feel better, I don't like sharing it. I think it's funny now, but like when I really think about it, I'm like, oh, that's so sad. Like yeah, I feel bad sad. for myself hearing about it. I feel bad for you Because I don't wanna I don't wanna be like slut shaming. It's like if you wanna like I'm still I mean if I wasn't in a relationship, I'm still about that life, you know? I want to hook up with whoever I want, whenever I want. But when I tell these stories, I'm realizing I was just in a weird headspace where it wasn't like an empowered hookup. It was like a fill-the-void hookup. Very different things. 
I'm not slut shaming myself or anyone. I'm, I'm emotional shaming myself because I was not in a good headspace. It was fun, fun story to tell, but I'm just like, oh, that could have been like a much better trip. Wow, I, I went on a on a little ex escapade, sexcapade. Escapade. On a little sexcapade out there. But it was you know what though? I'm glad I did because that was my first time in like in London, in Berlin, in Paris, and I had a good time. However, having gone back since getting sober after that, I'm like, oh, this is so much better. Like, I'm glad I have the two to compare where I know what it was like going and being a complete wreck. And now I know what it's like going and being completely stable and extremely healthy and absolutely perfect. All right. Absolutely. Um, very quickly. I want to give a quick shout out to Parade because I've been wearing the bralette that they sent me for every single day since I got it. It's the cutest thing in the whole wide world. Um, I kind of want to show it, but I don't want to be... Hold on, I got to pull my pants all the way up so you don't hear it. And then I got to cover kind of the tita. Look at how cute this is. It's like kind of tie-dyed. Also, their underwear is super cute. I'm going to pull them up because they're like high-rise. Look at these orange things. And they got a little peekaboo. Oh, there's my full. Okay. Pray to send. Oh, wow. You know, I didn't need to do that. But I just want you to know they have such cute underwear. And especially their bralettes. I think their bralettes start at $8. No, their underwear starts at $8. I need to pull this up so I don't F it up. I, um, I do love Parade underwear. As you guys know, I have talked some smack about other underwear companies, and for a good reason. The other underwear companies that I've heard on podcasts that I have bought from podcasts have fallen apart. They're all, it looks like a cat tore at the seams, and now it's like a chew toy for kittens. Parade has withstood all of my, all of my thickness, all of my liquids, and, you know things that happen down there. Parade can handle it all. It's made for everyone. There's so many cute styles. I truly, truly, truly am so stoked that they're sponsoring this podcast. Um, if you want to get your girlfriend a cute gift, if you are a man and are interested in wearing cute underwear, what are those, what are the underwear for guys called that are kind of like like regular underwear like they're kind of briefs yeah. briefs are like tighter yeah. and they kind of are short they're like but they're not tidy whities no yeah briefs yeah if you're a dude and you're into briefs check out parade maybe you'll find something that's kind of a little more fun whatever try it get it for your mom if you want to be a weird child um i don't know i really recommend these they come in all different sizes from extra small to 3xl if you want to try it, which I highly recommend you do, you can go to yourparade.com slash Mac, and that will apply their exclusive discount for my listeners, which is 20% off of $40 or more spent. So the discount code is Mac. You can get 20% off of $40 purchase or more. Listeners can go to yourparade, Y-O-U-R, parade.com slash Mac. 
You should try it. Look at what they have. They got the bralettes. They got the undies. They got some matching stuff. I like to mix and match mine. Um, they look cute. I just, I was leaving my house to come over here and I had my hoodie in the car, but I didn't want to put on a t-shirt underneath. And so I just walked out in my parade bralette. And it really looked like it was a full outfit. But I did get nervous when I saw my neighbor. As soon as I opened my door and all I was wearing was my bralette and pants, I immediately ran back in. But it is a cute outfit, just not for my neighbors to see. They can check out the podcast where I flash them for a second. I um, One of my neighbors did actually just follow me on Instagram, which I'm not sure how to feel about that because I want to just post weird things and now he can watch what I'm posting and then also know where I live. That doesn't feel good. Something about that feels wrong. He seems like a cool guy though. He does like art stuff. His girlfriend's really cute. She's wearing a really cute outfit. And one time I was walking to my house and they were walking out of their house and we were all wearing the exact same pants. Yeah. What pants? Stan Ray's. The orange ones? The orange ones, yeah. They were wearing a different color, but the exact same oh, pant. Okay. Okay. I think they were matching in color. How do you feel about couples matching? Fully or with single item? Like an item or like a general vibe. That's a, I didn't, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Same shoes is kind of weird. We I've matched with you. Yeah, I don't mind. Not same shoes. Mm. I feel like there was one time where we were like completely matching. It's fun. It is kind of fun. We're like twins who yeah. bone. Twins who bone. I'm sure that's got to be a Pornhub search. It's been twins? That's like the oldest. Dream. Really? I thought it was just like step-siblings. They have twins? That's like the dream. But I thought on like Pornhub or whatever weird websites there are for that, doesn't it have to be like not exactly related? Like, on a regular site that I could go on, not, like, dark web. Doesn't it have to be some degree of separation? I mean, I've watched videos that don't... Like, they, they sell it as related. Mm. Brother, sister, mother, son. Not stepbrother? No, they'll say... Full blood, not half-brother? Real. Oh, wow. On, like, a regular website? Yeah. That is dark. But it's usually... I mean, it's up to you, like, if it's true or not. They don't look alike. Mm-hmm. There's like this famous one and every porn star that I've seen on it is white and he's black. But they say maybe he's, he's maybe he's like dark brown, but it says real, you know. Oh, that's really interesting. So that is pretty interesting. See, that's why I like Dipsy. I like Dipsy. I just I played it for you last week because I was telling you about Dipsy and my boyfriend didn't know what it was and you liked it right and i also played it for sebastian who's the in-house editor at melrose podcast studio i played it for you too and i feel like there was there uh, it created kind of an interesting dynamic in this small studio because we were all listening to an erotic story together that i think bonded us for the best i think it could be good I think what? I think it would be I didn't we didn't hear sex. We heard the build. No, we heard the build up, which I think is so important. I think Dipsy is great because like you you could watch regular porn with your partner, but like 
it's it can be so graphic and weird and unrealistic whereas dipsy i feel like if it's on in the background it's kind of the story and you get to like slowly get into it rather than it just being like jackhammered into you off top but it kind of got me thinking i feel like i have a voice that would either be really good to tell a dipsy story because on dipsy you can um i saw on the website you can submit you can submit to read you can be one of the voices maybe i should submit and be an erotic voice actress would you let me do that yeah, yeah. if the price was right i think you could do it I want to read, um, I want to read, will you put, will you find an, or like a weird erotic fan fiction? Maybe like a Sasquatch or like Bigfoot, something just random, something random, some sort of fan fiction that I can read a little, um, glimpse of. Cause I, I want to know if I can do a good. Why fan fiction? Because that's what, because fan fiction is or erotic story, whatever. Maybe like a Harry Styles fan fiction. Yeah, erotic story. That's fine. Harry just Potter. So, Harry. Yeah, we can do Harry yeah. Potter. Sure. Will you just text it to me? Or Buffy and the Vampire Slayer. No, let's do Harry Potter. Then I can do a little British accent. Okay, so this is why I like Dipsy. Um, because it's it's more... It's more... I feel like realistic. There's so many different scenarios. They have a little bit of something for everything. Actually, a lot of bit of something for everything. They have girl on girl, guy on girl, guy on girl on third party um, other person. They have um, a lot of inclusive stories, a lot of different scenarios, some that are a little more hot and heavy, some that are a little more fun and playful. They also have what I think is nice. They have um, like wellness um wellness sessions they have sensual bedtime stories and soundscapes so imagine getting your rocks off and then hearing the sound of a pond that sounds lovely um for listeners of our show dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Mac. that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to d-i-p-s-e-a stories.com slash Mac. dipsystories.com slash Mac. if you go to that link if you go online Go to dipsystories.com slash Mac. You can do like a free, what I showed um, my boyfriend and Sebastian in the studio last week. Um, you can listen to kind of a glimpse of what you're getting into. They'll play like 15 to 20 seconds of a story so you can kind of get a feel for it. If nothing else, if you're not interested in this, at least listen to that and see how it makes you feel. And if maybe you are interested in checking out more of that. Okay, so this is Harry Potter. Um, okay. Wait, how do I... Okay. Why, you sent me such a weird one. I know, it's not... It's uh... hard to... Okay, this story is a one-shot based on a prompt from one of my lovely readers and an awesome person all around. She wanted a sexually driven scene with Ron and Hermione the night before they have to get Harry from the Dursleys in Deathly Hallows. Ask and ye shall receive... Warning, I mean, really. Disclaimer, I don't own Harry Potter, just the smut. Okay, so I'm only going to read a little bit. This is so long, so I need to get to just the horny parts of this. I'm looking. Oh, here we go. Okay, I'm going to do the dialogue. Okay, so if you don't know anything about Harry Potter, Ron is the ginger, and Hermione is like the goody-two-shoes girl. Um, okay, 
<clears throat> I need to take a little sip of water. Also, I know I'm like being heavy on the ads. I'm not even being paid to talk about this one right now, but I ran out of my liquid death I got sent, the, the regular one, not the sparkling one. And I, my pee has been brown because I'm not drinking enough water. Please send me more liquid death. The I'm gonna use my own code to buy it because I drink so much water when I drink out of the cans, the liquid death cans. I should just save this, clip it out and put it in when I'm supposed to do the ad for them, but I really miss having all my waters on deck. Mm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Did you find a good part? And I'm deep in it. Oh. Oh my god, do you have a boner? No, no, no. I'm just trying to find a good part. Okay, I'm just gonna read it this part. Okay, so this is kind of a glimpse of what you'd be getting with Dipsy, but actually not really because this is my first time ever reading um, erotic storytelling out loud. Mm. I wanted to scold him. Or no, I need to put on like a sexier voice. <clears throat> I wanted to scold him for lying because he had to know what he was doing to me. It had to be on purpose. All those long stares and unnecessary touches. And just then with his body all but crushing mine. How could he stand there and deny everything? I opened my mouth to speak but then promptly closed it. Perhaps he didn't mean anything by it. Perhaps we were only getting closer as friends, and I was misinterpreting everything in an attempt to see something there that really wasn't. And I was just about to spill everything and risk it all. My feelings, our friendship, my sanity, and all to accuse him of flirting with me? He would think I went mental. And if I was right, if he did have feelings for me and was trying to send me some kind of message through his actions, well, I couldn't very well go on just that, could I? I needed more evidence, proof that he felt the same. I needed to hear it. I'm too nasally right now. And also, I don't even think that was an English accent. It was Chloe. Chloe. Exactly like the girl. From Love Island? Yeah. I love Love Island. Ooh, here we go. Okay. I'm just going to read this in my voice. Should I just try and make it sound kind of sexy? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be so bad. Mm. Then. No, I can't do it. Then I was being pulled. Then I was like being pulled toward his bed where we sat facing each other. He was sitting with his back against the headboard and his legs spread out in front of him. I was at the foot of the bed leaning with my side against the wall with my legs tucked underneath me. And true to his word, we talked and talked about everything we could think of except for the mission the next day, Horcruxes or Voldemort. We traded stories about our dorm mates and Hogwarts professors. He told me about his very large extended family. Ugh, this is the boring, this is the most boring horny story I've heard. It's super boring. Really? There's no... Where's the sexy stuff? Oh, his voice was hoarse, and I figured it was from all the kissing. So when I grabbed his face in my hands and forced him to look at me, I was shocked to see that he was crying. I know. Why is Ron crying? That's supposed to be horny. I don't want to hear about crying. Wow. Oh, I continued to stroke. Oh, where's that? I continued. That's the first line of the paragraph. 
Uh, no, the first line is, you're gorgeous, Ron, and so big. Okay. You're so fucking wet, Hermione, Ron said. His voice was closer, and when I opened my eyes, he was at my chest. His head was lowered, and I witnessed him take my hard nipple out of his mouth. Okay, I gotta stop this getting demonetized immediately. Holy cow! I mean, even just hearing that got me going. Hermione and Ron? What a duo. I love that. Somehow he pulled to fan fiction a little. Anyway, Dipsy has better stories than that um, and with a better voice than mine. I could probably get paid to do that. Should. I should I should go on Dipsy. Hey, Dipsy, if you're listening to this, let me do a story for you. I'll sound a little bit sexier and I'll take it a little bit more seriously. But I think that would get some people to go on their website, dipsystories.com slash Mac. Anyway, my sister is about to get married. My oldest sister, she's having a wedding. She's having a, she's having her day. I'm making a speech at the wedding. Everyone's expecting it to be hilarious, which is so annoying. Why can't I just write a sweet, special speech? But I'm going to be doing that. Her wedding's on Saturday. And I'm doing a show right before it. How convenient is that? Did we do anything else this week? Resort Pass. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. There's such a great website. So when I realized I made the mistake of booking a hotel that didn't have a pool. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a big pool gal. I love lounging by a pool. I love sitting in the sun. I love talking to people on vacation. It's my favorite. However, our hotel did not have a pool. And I was like, well, what are we going to do all day? One day we went to the zoo, and then I saw on Twitter that one of the animals, the snow leopard at the San Diego Zoo, got COVID. So now I'm like, am I going to get COVID from a leopard? Honestly, one of the coolest ways to get COVID, though. Get it from a snow leopard. I went to the zoo one of the days, but we went to the pool both of the days. So we use this website called Resort Pass. I'm nervous that if I talk about this and a lot of people use it, then they'll raise the prices whatever so resort pass you can like even in LA I don't have a pool out here and so I can go on resort pass and you can find hotels in your area that have a pool and you can buy a day pass for the pool so we just did that we were in San Diego at these fancy ass hotels using the pool making people think that we're bougie paying for hotel rooms meanwhile we're just paying $25 to use the pool it's pretty sick we did that there was a cute baby at the pool. She was so sweet. Oh, I want a baby. I don't. But I do. Sebastian, should I have a baby? Right now? Get over here, bud. Put it in me. No, I'm not ready. Not without Dipsy playing. Not without Dipsy in the background to get the vibe. Yeah. I just, I want to have a baby when I have enough money to make sure that I can have, like, a babysitter a constantly. A live-in babysitter, a.k.a. a nanny. What else? I don't know. This wasn't, I keep trying to vlog. It's so painful. I'm not good at it. I'm not a vlogger. Maybe I'll just, I'll edit this first one together and put it on Patreon. It's not good, though. It's okay. 
It's fine. I went to the I went to the mall today. I was trying to vlog there again. Another round of vlogging at the mall. It was so bad. I can't do it. I can't hold a camera up to my face like this and take myself seriously. But I got these new earrings. I got a new necklace. I got a new bracelet. And I got some pants coming in the mail. I had to get my sister a birthday gift. How bad is that timing? My middle sister, her birthday is on the 26th. So her birthday will have passed when this comes out. But her birthday's coming up. Her birthday's literally tomorrow. And then my sister's wedding is on the 31st. And then before, my sister had her bachelorette party last year because her wedding was supposed to be during COVID, but it had to get postponed. Her bachelorette party happened on my middle sister's birthday. Doesn't that suck? My oldest sister keeps stepping on my middle sister's birthday with all of her big life events. Did she say it out loud? Uh-huh. Oh. Well, who? Courtney. Does she say what out loud? Does it bother her? No, but she'll, like, make a joke yeah. about it. So I'm like, I'm sure it does kind of bother her, but she's also like, whatever. It's it not that big me. of a deal. Yeah, it's annoying. But also, like, she has one every year. My sister doesn't have a wedding every year. Even though with COVID, she kind of technically has had a wedding every year. I'm just going to get eloped in Vegas. It seems so much easier. A wedding seems so stressful. Who do you invite? All the outfits, the money. Is this one big? No. No, I don't. Her wedding won't be huge. I think it's like 100, maybe 150 max. Is that, that's on the small side? I think that's kind of small. I mean, it's big, but not Last that big. It was 60. Oh, that's pretty intimate. It was in a backyard. Yeah. Yeah, this one is not in a backyard. But my boyfriend's going with me to the wedding. We're going to look so good. No one's going to see him online. When we hit a year, slash if we hit a year, we will. It's coming up. It's four more months. We can do it. Three. Three more months. We can do it. If we make it to a year, I'm posting you on the main timeline on Instagram with the caption, one year of keeping you a secret. It's going to kill. Yeah, that'll... It's going to destroy. The analytics are going to be... Oh, the analytics are going to be great. I'm going to have to wear, like, something of Parade in there. Hmm. Hold a PBR. Hold a PBR. Yeah, I got to hold a PBR in our... Yeah, that would be good. Liquid Death, PBR, Parade. Yeah, let's get our anniversary sponsored. Yeah, let's get our... Yeah, let's get our one-year sponsored. It's a big event. Lot attraction. It'll be a carousel. It'll be ten photos of us, all with different brands in each photo. Yeah, we can do it. Okay. Um, how long has this episode been? Forty-four minutes. What's up with me in these short episodes? I know I'm gonna get a guest on next week. I don't know who yet. But I'm getting a guest on because I feel like my week was kind of boring. And then I feel bad sharing my boring week with you. Here, all name stuff. What? Dodger game. <gasps> we went to a Dodger game. I ate my entire weight in nachos and hot dogs. And 
I love baseball games. I don't watch anything. I found out recently that an illegal substance that baseball players use is like sticky glue, essentially, like tar. Spider tack. Spider tack, something like that. I had no idea what my friend was talking about. He was like, oh, the the umpires are checking the pitcher's hat and hands to see if he has an illegal substance. I'm like, you think that that fool's just carrying around methamphetamine on his hands and hat? He was like, no, they put like a tar on their hat or sometimes on the back of their neck or like on their arm. And then when they pitch, it makes the ball go either like really fast or gives it like a curve. And... Then I noticed that they were doing it after every pitcher's, like, round. So that was pretty interesting. Learned something new at the baseball game. I love going to Dodgers games. You get all dressed up. There was some fool trying to, like, fight everyone in line for hot dogs. He was getting angry. He was on some meth-type vibe. What else did we do? We did, um... That's what I thought. No. We, uh... You went, uh, you mommied out at the beach. Yeah, I had a little play date with a baby at the beach. My sister's friend has a baby, and so I spent time with the baby. You, um... (gasps) I got my hair done, too. I got my hair done because I have to have it normal for my sister's wedding, and it has been normal for a good chunk of time now. But I got it done. I got the roots a little glamified to blend in with the rest of my hair. Um, Once her wedding's over, I'm going to get those little streaks on the front, the front pieces. I'm going to do kind of like lighter colors and then maybe throw some color in the front strips. Will you have some thoughts about that? Love it. Yeah. You will love it. I said that. Yeah. And then, you know what? You've been well, you've been feeling out the speech. Close to the mic, babe. You've been feeling out the speech at, at shows. Which oh, is yeah. Thing ever. I've been I've been I've been running my wedding speech for my sister's wedding at comedy shows. Oh, it's been so good. I'm trying to sign up my dad for an HGTV show. I either want to do House Hunters or really any show. My dad needs so much help with his house. Backyard Bar Wars. Backyard Bar Wars. He has a great backyard that's just kind of... Lacking. Lacking. The grass is, like, thick. I don't even know how that happens. It's, like, heavy, thick grass in patches. And then he has a grill, but it's just kind of like the tiles are falling apart on, like, the bar grill. The the half of the fence, you can see into the neighbor's freaking house from the backyard because the fence fell and he hasn't put the fence back up any sort of fence and he has all these weird like furniture pieces that don't match it's almost like he has so he has his oh my god his backyard is insane he has his recliner right in front of the tv he has an old tv like like one of the old like more flat screen tvs that we moved it's like original plasma so it still has a back yeah and so he has that on the wall of the house outside he has his giant recliner facing it which also faces his bedroom and then he has two chairs to the left of him that are facing him not the tv or anything and then he has like a long couch right behind the recliner so someone is just staring at the back of his head and then there's a jacuzzi to the right of his recliner that he goes in every day but it just it makes no sense oh it kills me This is what happens when your dad is single for too long. This is what happens when a woman leaves Larry. 
gives up. He gives up and he goes, oh, well, they should like me for me. They shouldn't be. They should. And I was like, dad, if you go on dates with someone, you can't bring them back to your house like this. And he was like, yeah, but they should. They shouldn't care about the material things. And I'm like, well, it's a big reflection of who you are on the inside. Your environment is a big reflection of who you are. It doesn't need to be. He's like using that as an excuse. Because you can have, he can have a put together nice house that might not match a girl's vibe. But at least she'll know, hey, he has his own thing going on. I don't know. It's pretty sad. I need him to go on House Hunters. It's also like his favorite show. He loves HGTV. He just needs a woman's eye and a woman's touch. If there are any women out there, help Larry. Help him get his shit together. Um, yes, I've been running my my wedding speech at shows. Some good reception, some bad. I can't tell how much of it isn't good or if the audience just has no idea who I'm talking the about. The parts that are funny hit. Yeah. And then... But sometimes they don't hit that hard. I don't know. Whatever. I think it'll be good. I think I need to memorize it. I need to workshop it a little bit, condense it. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to give a speech. I'm excited to go to her wedding. It's coming up so soon. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll keep you guys posted on what happens and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me for another episode. Thank you, boyfriend, for being here with me and chatting a little bit. Life of the show. The life of the show. Do you want to add anything? Do you want to say anything? No. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Happy to, happy to, oh, Hi. Hey. All right, man. This is in the studio, folks. I walked in in the middle. You walked in at the very end. I'm wrapping it up. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Ari just walked through. Anyway, I'm out of here. Come see me on the road. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay.